Hey, Kevin here, Skylabs, bringing you another video. Definitely going to be a fun one. You knew I was going to say it. This one's going to be fun. In this video, we're going to find out if it's possible to build an entire vintage stereo system for around 600 bucks. You're not going to want to miss it. It's going to be a lot of fun. And working with customers and their budget is something we do on a daily basis. And while a $600 budget is pretty low for all three pieces, I was actually able to put together three complete systems, including receiver, turntable, and speakers, all on eBay, all on the same day, all active listings. And I don't feel like I compromised anything at all. I would be very happy with any one of these setups. And we gotta go over the rules real quick. Number one, all these items have to be working correctly. I'm not looking at parts units or beat up units. They need to be functioning correctly as intended. So that rules out any speakers that need refoamed. That rules out any turntables that don't have a good stylus or a cartridge on them. Any of those types of things. Those are all deal breakers. We want these items to be functioning as intended. Number two, everything has to be at least displayable. No broken dust covers, no cracks, no missing knobs, no big gouges across the faceplate or broken glass. I'm looking for units that look nice that you don't have to be embarrassed about if your friends or family comes over and sees it in your living room. Rule number three, it has to be vintage. And while there is no technical definition of vintage, most people think anything over 40 years can be considered vintage and everything on our list falls in that category. So with my picks, we got 70s and early 80s. And a couple more things super quick. I compiled this list off of eBay. That is where I went shopping for several reasons. eBay's kind of the vintage audio blue book. It's where everybody goes to get price references for what things are worth. The other nice thing about it is we all have access to it. While some of these items you could find most likely cheaper, we all have access to eBay. I did not include shipping into the cost of these items as it will be different for each one of us depending on where we live. A lot of them, I think all of them, offered local pickup which would eliminate the shipping cost altogether. So first I'll go over each one of my picks from turntables, speakers, and receivers. After we go through that, I'll show you how I put all three of these systems together and I'll tell you why I grouped them the way I did and we'll give you the prices for each one of those systems. It's gonna be fun, here we go. Let's do it right now. And I'm gonna go from my least favorite to my favorite pick of each group. And the first one is a Pioneer SX-535. The Pioneer SX-535 is an entry-level receiver. These are awesome receivers. The SX-535 is around 20 watts per channel. It's got plenty of inputs and outputs. It's got a great look to it. It's got that nice vintage look to it. It's got the nice blue lights everybody likes. It also has a nice wood cabinet. It's not real wood. This is a vinyl wrap, but it's an entry-level receiver. And unless somebody's a woodworker, they're probably not gonna notice anyway. And the SX535 that I picked is the most expensive receiver of the receivers. And this particular listing was at $364 for a buy it now. It looked to be in really good condition. The owner claimed it was working as intended and that's what we're looking for. My next pick for receivers was a Yamaha CR400. This is an 18 watt per channel receiver. Again, same amount of bells and whistles as far as inputs and outputs go. 
unless you're planning on hooking up a ton of sources. You know, if you're just using a streamer and a turntable, any one of these receivers will be just fine for you, including the Yamaha CR400. Again, the CR400 has a nice wood cabinet, vinyl wrap as well, but that wood cabinet definitely adds to that vintage vibe of this receiver. And the CR400 listing I picked, the seller was asking $179. This unit looks like it's in really good shape. They say it's working good, $179. Um, it's one of those I almost bought myself. Definitely the cheapest receiver on my list. And my favorite receiver on this list, this probably isn't a big surprise, this would be the Harman Kardon 330C. And the 330C is really no different than the others as far as inputs and outputs go. This is another 20 watt per channel receiver. And the listing that I picked, the seller was asking $239 for, which again is really, really cheap. It looks to be in really good shape, says everything's working good. This to me is a win-win. And just to give you a little idea about how I think these three receivers sound, in my opinion, I think the Pioneer, the 535, would be your pick if you wanted kind of a warm and vintage sounding receiver. I think the Harman Kardon would be right in the middle. It's, it's definitely not warm, but it's definitely not clinical. Um, it's a really good balance. I think that's why I like this receiver so much. And then with the Yamaha, the CR400, I think we're definitely getting over into the clinical side. So polar opposite, in my opinion, of the Pioneer. Um, definitely not as warm. You know, some people might say they are a little bit too sterile, but that's up to you. But just as a general impression of how they sound to me, every time we get one of these, that would be it. And the first speakers on my list, these are a little bit more difficult for me to put in order from least favorite to favorite. Uh, they're really close. The Bang & Olufsen S45s are my first pick, and I found a listing for a pair of these for 150 bucks. This is the most expensive speaker that I did pick out, but these are really well-made speakers. They're really nice, and they sound really good. They also have rubber surrounds, at least all the ones we have had, so there's no need to re-foam these like the other two on the list. And the next pair on the list is the Boston A40. And the listing for the Boston Acoustics A40s that I picked, they were asking $99 for the pair. They had been recently refoamed. They look to be in really good shape. Not perfect, but definitely not bad and definitely presentable in my opinion. And at 99 bucks, once again for a pair, that's pretty crazy. I really think you'd be hard pressed to find a $99 new set of speakers that would even come close to how good these sound. And my last pick for speakers, Baby Advents. The listing I grabbed for Baby Advents, they were $75, just recently been refoamed, really nice condition, 75 bucks, that's crazy. There's absolutely no way you could buy a new speaker that would even come close to that for $75. With the Baby Advents, you've got a really neutral speaker there, not fatiguing. They're a little bit laid back. For a bookshelf speaker, I'd be happy with these all day long. The Boston Acoustic A40s, a little bit more high-end in there. Um, definitely not over-exaggerated. It's still a really well-balanced speaker, in my opinion. It'd be a tough struggle for me to pick between the Baby Advents and the Boston A40s. But from personal taste, I'd probably give the nudge to the A40s, just for my personal taste. And then lastly, the Bang & Olufsen, the S45s, they're definitely a little bit more exaggerated than both of those, but not in a bad way. 
I think the BNOS 45s, those are fun to listen to, especially if you're the type of person that likes to leave the loudness button on and you're not so much worried about a flat response monitor. And don't think that, you know, we've got miles apart here. We're not talking about huge gaps between these speakers. These are all really good speakers, especially for vintage bookshelf speakers. If I had to describe them and kind of highlight some of their nuances, that would be it. So don't take it as, you know, that Bang & Olsen is going to rip your head off and the baby advent is going to leave you sleeping and bored. That's not this at all. And with the turntables, my third pick would be the Pioneer PL15D. This is a belt drive manual turntable. It's got a really nice wood vintage look to it. If you're wanting to brand match with other pioneers or you're just looking for a good working vintage belt drive turntable, these are great. We get a lot of these. I mean, a lot. They don't need a lot of work. Maybe just a little bit of new grease and oil here and there. And besides that, they just keep on running. And the listing I picked, the seller was asking $150 for and even claimed it to have been serviced, which I don't doubt because a lot of times until you do get new grease and oil in those, they can be a little on the sluggish side. But that is a very easy maintenance. And for $150, this is a no-brainer purchase if you're looking for a vintage turntable from a nice, reputable brand. Pioneer PL15D cannot go wrong. And my second choice for turntable is an Akai AP206. And the listing I picked, the seller was asking $196, claimed it to be service and working perfectly. And I believe it because these are just a workhorse turntable. I don't think we've ever had one of these with an issue. We haven't had a ton of them, not like, you know, some techniques and pioneer models out there that are really popular. However, you know, we've had a good half a dozen over the years and every one of them spins like a top. These are really well built. They're really overlooked. That's kind of why I wanted to pick this one. It hasn't been brought up in any of our other videos to this point, and they needed to be because this is a really good turntable. And the 206 is a direct drive turntable, and it also has auto return. One other thing to note with a turntable, um, I, I do think there's a level of engagement and the way that you interact with the turntable that might sway you as to whether you like the turntable or not. And the Akai's, the functions, the knobs, the switches, they feel great. These don't feel clunky or like they're going to break. Everything feels nice and solid. Switches are nice and accurate. So it, engaging with this turntable, uh, it's pretty enjoyable. And my first pick for the list, and can't be a surprise, at least the manufacturer, I picked a Techniques SLD2. And the listing I picked, the seller was asking $160. This is an auto return turntable. And the seller claimed it had just been serviced. These don't need a lot done to them. Again, maybe a little bit of grease and oil, but nothing major. This is also an auto return turntable. In my opinion, if you ask me, entry-level turntable from the late 70s, um, workhorse, can't kill it, what is it? And this might be my go-to pick. That or a PL518 um, from Pioneer, but this turntable, we've had a lot of them. There are a lot of them out there, um, an SLD2 for 160 bucks. That looks good and it's performing good. Again, that's really tough to beat.
And for those of you out there that have never purchased anything on eBay before, as far as vintage electronics go, stick around to the end because I do have a couple tips for you. If you haven't seen previous videos where I talk about this, after we go over the three systems, I'll go over those tips again because there are some things you definitely want to know before purchasing something on eBay. So now that we have all of our equipment, I'm gonna put them together into three different systems and I'll tell you why I did. And we'll do these from my least favorite to my favorite system, even though once again, this gap is really narrow. It's not a huge gap here. The first one is the Pioneer 535 receiver with the baby advents and the Pioneer PL15D. I really just put the turntable with this just to brand match. I put the advents with the Pioneer receiver because in my opinion, that 535's got a little bit of a laid back, warm, vintagey sound. And those advents are really neutral on themselves, which in my opinion is just gonna help warm things up even a little bit more. This would be the system I would pick for somebody that wants vintage. They want the vintage sound, they want the vintage look, they want vintage. This would be the system I'd pick. And that system came to $589 for all three pieces. That to me is a solid pick. And that's my number three system. The SX535, Baby Advents, Pioneer PL15D. And my second system and looking at it, it's really tough not to make it a first system because there's really cool things here. We got the Yamaha CR400, putting the Boston A40s with the Yamaha, and then the Akai turntable is going to top that one off. Yeah, and that's tough to put the second because that, that Yamaha has got a really good natural sound or, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's clean. And those Boston A40s, it's going to do a good job of really getting a lot of good punch and dynamics out of those speakers. And then the Akai turntable is just so cool. I don't really get into the sound of turntables, especially at this level. To me, 90% of the sound of a turntable is going to come from the cartridge. When you're talking about a $150 turntable, the only concern really should be, is it quiet and is it turning at 33 and a third RPM or 45 RPM? Anything more than that, you might be asking too much. It's a $150 turntable. And this system is actually the cheapest system that I picked out. And this one came in at $474. That is crazy that you can get a receiver, a turntable, and a set of speakers at that caliber for $474. And probably my favorite system that I put together would be the, the Harman Kardon 330C uh, with the B&O S45s and the Techniques SLD2. And the reason I did that, well, I, I love the 330C. You know, they are just absolute workhorses. We just rarely have issues with them. And when we do, it's really minor. They sound great. They look great. You know, but then you put it with those B&O speakers. Man, that is going to be a good sounding system. And then you got the reliability of that Techniques turntable in there. Uh, this system came to $549, and again, that is going to be tough to beat. All three of these systems at that price point, I don't know if it gets much better than that. Just going off what was available this last Black Friday when I was shopping on eBay, uh, these were the standouts to me. I think anybody would honestly really be happy with any one of those systems, unless you kind of have unreal expectations for the sound quality and the build quality you should be getting for five to $600. That's pretty tough to beat. This was definitely fun to do. So if you've got an hour, 
maybe want to do a little bit of browsing eBay, um, see what you can come up with around five, 600 bucks. Post it up there. I'd love to see it. Definitely not saying this is a definitive list. This would just be what I would be buying if this was my budget and I was looking on eBay. It's nothing more than that. Okay, so everybody knows how much I love vintage equipment. I think it's pretty obvious. You have to draw a line somewhere. I'm always shocked at how many times people come in and they'll say, oh, I'm still using my headphones from the 70s. These things are, they are heavy. They get hot, they sweat. All these volume controls and tone control pots are dirty and they're really hard to get in there and clean. These are great for display. Headphone technology has really come a long ways. Enjoy looking at them and remembering those times, but it's definitely time to upgrade these headphones. And I love Grado headphones. I love selling Grado headphones because they stand behind their products. At $99, a pair of SR60s is criminal. That is so cheap for how good those SR60s sound. And being that the holidays are coming up, you might want to get yourself a gift. Definitely head over to skylabsaudio.com to check out the Grado headphones. And through the end of December, we've got free shipping on orders over $99, which means the SR60s, you get free shipping on those if you do order a pair. I've never had anybody buy a set of Grado headphones and not say anything other than these are amazing. I'm so glad I bought them. And for any of you out there that are looking to purchase something on eBay, just let me give you a couple really quick tips. First thing is when you purchase something, obviously make sure they're claiming it to be working. You don't want to buy a parts or repair unit unless you know how to fix it. First thing you do when you receive it, plug it in, let it play for eight, 10 hours. Don't just turn it on try it for 15 minutes, 20 minutes. You really wanna let that piece of equipment warm up because you have 30 days to find out if something's wrong with it and return it and get your money back. Once that 30 days is up, you own it. So make sure you run it a while. And if there is something wrong with it, immediately return it. I'm not saying you should go through and be ultra picky. We do have to realize these are vintage pieces of equipment, but if they do say it's working correctly, and a channel's dropping out on you, or an input doesn't work, or the turntable's not auto-returning when it's supposed to be. Those types of things. Those are the things you want to send back. Because the problem is, the seller knows you have 30 days to return it. And if you go to them and you say, hey, something's not working, and their reply is, well, take it to a, a vintage stereo repair shop, and I'll pay the repair, or I'll pay half the repair, and you say, okay, what happens is you go to take it to a vintage stereo repair shop and they say, you know, we're so backed up, we won't be able to even look at that piece for another, you know, two, three months. Uh, you're past your warranty. Unfortunately, it's just the way it is. You know, there is a risk when you're buying vintage electronics. If you paid for something that's advertised as working as intended, just make sure it is because a lot of people, I don't even know if they test the equipment. You know, they might just plug it in, put some speaker wires on it, tune in a station and say it's working. Where it takes 45 minutes for that amplifier or source to warm up for the gremlins to start coming out. And that's something you want to figure out in those first 30 days. So that's just my real quick tip for you. We've seen it so many times where people bring something in and they say that the seller is going to pay for the repair. Thank you for everybody that tuned the live stream last night. I'm feeling a lot better. I mean, I was pretty down and out yesterday. 
I must have got some good sleep or something. I'm still a little under the weather, but nowhere near as bad as I was last night. So thank you for everybody that tuned into that stream. I know I missed a couple people's super chats. And if you sent a super chat, I'm very sorry. I was like a deer in headlights. I literally had no idea what was going on. I think I sat in my chair for a good 15 minutes after we hit stop live stream like this. Anyway, thank you all for those that attended that. We got our first snow here in Des Moines. It's cold. It is cold already. And the sun's going down early and it's going to get funky just like every year. So go head over to skylabsaudio.com forward slash shop. Grab yourself a t-shirt. Should be able to get it to you before Christmas. If you're buying it as a gift, we'll do our best. And we'll see you in the next video. Thanks. Thanks.